We like to start each service off with really corny jokes, so here it goes. The past, the present, and the future walk into a bar. It was tense. It was tense. A slice of apple pie in Jamaica is $2. It is $2.50 in the Bahamas. These are the pirates of the Caribbean. The pirates. The pirates. Got it? All right. Well, cool. It's good to see. <laughs> it's really good to see you guys this morning. Can we turn the lights even up brighter? Because I'd like to see these beautiful faces today. Yeah. They're, oh, look at you. Turn to your neighbor and just look at them. <laughs> just look at them. Yeah. Thank you for coming today. This is going to be a great day for each and every one of us. God has something amazing for each one of us. And so um, I'm going to go ahead and get started with the message. The title of this message is The Doors to Freedom. Doors to Freedom. If you think about it, life is really a story of open doors and closed doors. Isn't it like you walk in life and there's a door that's wide open? Like, okay, this is the direction I'm supposed to go. And you walk in life and the door is closed. Like, okay, I guess I'm not supposed to go down that road. And the, the beautiful part of life is the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us the entire time. That Holy Spirit's power and presence is living within us. And we have this, this communication with the Lord. Oh, this is the direction I'm supposed to go. And so the door is open. And sometimes it's, uh, this is where I'm supposed to go, and it seems like the door's closed, and the Holy Spirit's like, yeah, that's not really the direction I had for you. Life is really a story of open doors and shut doors. My life for about a year was completely all about doors. I was a door-to-door salesman. So, I mean, seriously, like, I knocked on a lot of doors, And in sales, what you do is you discover whether or not it's going to be a sell or it's not going to be a sell. It by the door a lot of times. So sometimes you walk up to a door and people are super hospitable. They open up the door. Can I get you lemonade? Oh, what are you out doing? And you tell them I'm selling magazine subscriptions. Oh, that's great. Okay, that's going to be a sell. And then sometimes you walk up to a door and somebody answers and they completely just slam it in your face. Like, they're really upset with you for some reason. I don't know what I did, but I got a lot of that. Look at this face. So, you know, you get that stuff. This is what my life was for a year. I started in Eugene, Oregon, and worked all the way down the West Coast to Albuquerque, New Mexico, knocking on doors. And I can tell you this, that there's a lot of different doors, you know, painted doors. Uh, there's doors that are really worn. And a couple of things that I realized was if I walked up to a house and I'm walking up to the door and there's a motorcycle in the driveway and a sports car in the driveway, they're going to buy magazine subscriptions. They will, you know, because they like the, to spend money, which is whatever. So then if... <laughs> But let's say that there's not those things, and it's a, you know, a rusty car or whatnot, and uh, the yard hasn't been mowed in a while. They're not buying magazine subscriptions. 
Now, if I walk up to a door and it was like this really warm, there's no cobwebs on it, like, okay, they're probably going to buy some subscriptions. If I not walk up to a door and there's a big no soliciting sign or beware of dog and you knock on the door and a bunch of dogs go crazy, they're not buying anything from you. This is things that I realize. The other part of that is when you walk up and it's a, uh, a screen door and the door is wide open and the TV's on, there's a cat meowing, they're going to buy. If there's pink flamingos in the yard, they're a sell. If you got pink flamingos, you're, you're attracting people like what I used to be, selling, selling stuff door to door. And so there's different areas in our life where we, we have opportunities to open the door to people, open the door to God, or have a door that's shut, even to a point of like no soliciting, been there, done that, watch out, like I'm not doing that. Today we find that uh, Peter actually goes to a door, and we're going to discover if it's shut or closed, and we're going to see like how the Lord actually speaks through his word and what he invites us into opening doors in our life. We're reading in the book of Acts, it's Acts 12, 11. And in this book, we have Peter, Jacob talked about it last week, Peter was thrown into prison. He's part of the 12 disciples. God's using him mightily to, to like bring the kingdom of God. And so like some people didn't like that. So like people were being healed, people were being raised from the dead, like amazing stuff was happening. And some people didn't like that. And so they threw him into prison. And so while he's in prison, as he's sleeping, uh, an angel of the Lord came and hit him on his side and said, hey, get up. And he got up and the chains completely fell off of his wrist. And the angel of the Lord walked him past all the guards that were supposed to be keeping him in prison. And then brings him out to the city gate and the city gates closed, but an angel of the Lord walks him through the city gate and the gate opens up for him. And just a, a quick recap, I want you to remember, God can do things that you can't. You know, there, there's never a situation where you're so tied down, you're so enchained to something that God can't break those chains. He, he does the miraculous. He is a miracle maker. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. No matter what you walked in the door with, there's not something that God can't just like fix because that's who he is. And so this is where we pick up Peter he thinks that he's in a dream, but realistically, he's not in a dream. This is reality. And so we pick it up in Acts 12, 11. I'm gonna go ahead and pray, and then we're gonna jump right in. So Lord, we just thank you so much that, um, that, you, uh, that we walked in the door today. For everybody that showed up today, everybody that's tuning in online, Lord, that uh, we, we chose to just be with you, to be in community. And so Lord, we don't take that for granted that, um, uh, we get to do this, that we get to experience this. And so, Lord, I just uh, choose to just get out of your way. Um, we've made the initial contact of, of coming here to hear from you. And so, God, I just pray that would be exactly all of our hearts. And I choose to get out of your way so that you can just speak directly to each one of us in this room. Or we choose to just open the doors of our heart and just say, uh, come and speak to us beyond our minds, beyond, beyond our comprehension, would you speak to us? Amen. Amen? All right. Acts 12, 11. 
Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. Have you ever been in a situation where you actually have come to yourself? Like you came clear, like it dawned on you, wow, that I, God just rescued me. This is where Peter finds himself. The Lord's using him to do miraculous things, but he's also in the midst of a gigantic trial. And so he comes to the conclusion, God has completely rescued me. And when this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. So when he finally came to a conclusion, that was not a dream, that was reality. God has rescued me. He goes to Mary's house. What it says in the Bible earlier on in this passage is that the church was, was earnestly praying for him. That everyone in the church was praying for Peter to be rescued from prison. And so Peter is rescued from prison, exactly what they prayed for. And so he goes to the people in the church and they're all gathered in a house. And Peter's getting ready to go over to their house. So Peter knocked at the outer entrance and a servant named Rhoda came and answered the door. And when she recognized Peter's voice, she was overjoyed and ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. Then open the door, Rhoda. <laughs> You're out of your mind, they told her. When she kept insisting that it, was, that it was so, they said, it must be his angel. Because there's no way God would actually answer their prayer exactly as they prayed. So it must be an angel, like Peter died. But his angel's at the door. Peter's outside knocking at the door. Hey, Rhoda, let me in. You can't be loud because they're still in the city. And the guards are going to start looking for Peter. And so he's quietly knocking at the door. Let me in. Yeah, just one sec. Hey, guys, Peter's at the door. <laughs> Let him in. Open the door. Rhoda says, what's the password? And Peter says, Simon says. Get it? Because his name was Simon Peter. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Rhoda. The church is praying for who to be released? Go ahead and say that together. Who's, who's supposed to be released from prison? So they're praying diligently, earnestly, on their knees. God, free Peter from prison. Knock, knock. Peter's here. Oh, it must be his ghost. Because we're praying for Peter to be released from prison. <laughs> How many times does that happen to us? It's exactly what we're praying for. It's, it's God's conclusion. He, he has direction. He has exactly what you've been praying for. And it's just on the other side of the door. It's right there. It's right in front of us. They literally just have to open the door and their prayers are answered. Just got to open the door. 
verse, um, verse 16 says, but Peter kept on knocking. Can you guys say, keep knocking? Say it one more time. Peter kept on knocking, and when the door, when, the, when they opened the door, they saw, and they were astonished. So Peter keeps knocking. Where's Peter supposed to go? He had other places he could have went, but he wanted to go and encourage the church. And so he keeps knocking. This is where I'm supposed to go. Sometimes in our life, doors don't automatically just open, wide open, our very first knock. One thing that I've realized that has been astonishing to me is God works in about five years. So whatever you're praying for, keep knocking in about five years from now, that prayer might just get answered. I'm serious, like his time frame is not our time frame. So sometimes your knuckles get a little sore from just hitting on the same exact door in the same spot. Because you know this is where God's leading you. You know the direction you're supposed to go. And sometimes you just gotta keep knocking. There's a faithfulness that comes from knocking over and over and over again. And it doesn't just happen when every single prayer that we pray gets answered right away. God is looking for people that'll be faithful to the call. And so like we just keep knocking and it, man, our knuckles get sore, get bloody. You're just like knocking on the same exact door. I know this is what you have for me, God. I know this is the direction I'm supposed to go. And what God's looking for is he's looking for a faithful heart. He's looking for a faithful heart. And so Peter keeps knocking because he's supposed to go and be with the church because they've been praying for him. And it's going to bring so much faith to the church. Your prayers have been answered. I can just see him on the other side of the door, though. Rhoda, are you serious right now? Like, let me in. Let me in. So Peter motioned with his hand for them to be quiet and describe how the Lord has brought him out of prison. There's moments when you get to heaven that you're going to be able to hear these stories. Could you imagine being in that room and Peter's knocking and he opens the door and goes, guys, you're never going to believe this. <laughs> Thank you for praying for me. God's rescued me, and it's actually an angel of the Lord. He broke off the chains, and here I am. He even opened the city gates. He snuck me through all the guards. He describes how he was brought out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers and sisters about this, he said. And then he left them to go to other places. So the other disciples went into hiding also because there's a lot of, you know, Herod's like going after the disciples right now. And so the other disciples go into other places. So Peter stops here, tells the church he's freed, and then goes off to the other disciples. Life's all about doors. Answering doors. Knocking on doors. Opening doors. Doors being shut. You see that in this story, how encouraging it was for them to just open the door. There's probably a lot of fear in that, right? Everyone else is being thrown into jail. Now you're opening the door to somebody that is in jail, supposedly. There's two doors 
that I just want to share with you today, that if you open them, you will be astonished. Your mind will be blown at what God can do when you open a couple of doors in your life. The first one is this, is his word. If you open the door to the Bible and believe the Bible, you will be astonished what's actually in the Bible. Like the, the word of God, the, the Bible, it can be on your app, it can be on a piece of paper, it can be in a book. The Bible, the word of God, it'll astonish you how God will take a, a passage that you read in Hebrews and then apply it to the rest of your day. Like there's no way, there's no other book that does that. It's the Bible. It's only in God's word. It'll blow your mind how much God wants to be a part of your life. And it's his word. It's actually his word written on paper for you and I to read. So we're like, oh, I know God now. It'll astonish you how much God knows you, how much he cares for you, how much he loves you. A couple of things that like blew my mind is I'm invited into the kingdom of God. That is through his word that I'm actually like, I learned that God is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. And so I'm invited into that, but not, not like some feeble person. I'm invited into that as like to rule and to reign with the Lord. That you and I are sons and daughters of the king. Like, that, that should just, like, it doesn't matter your upbringing to learn that you are a son and daughter of the king of kings. That he crowns you, and he puts a robe on you, and he puts a ring on your finger and says, you are my son, you are my daughter. So everything I have, you have. That's in God's word. That we are invited to be in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God. The other part of that is in the kingdom of God, God's word says that we have power over darkness. That we have power over darkness. Is anyone else tired of getting beat up? Just sick of getting beat up mentally, physically, emotionally. God's word says that you have power over darkness. That there's power. We are power-packed people. <laughs> not of your own will, not of your own strength, but of Jesus Christ. So Jesus died on the cross, and then he was dead for three days, and then he rose again, and that gravestone just had to move because God says it does. And when Jesus defeated death, what that means is anything and everything that we face has to come under the conclusion that if Jesus can defeat death, he can defeat anything that we face. We are power-packed people. His presence lives inside of us. So when I first started following Jesus, um, the, the amount of getting beat up mentally about my past would just haunt me for days and days. I would screw up, I'd fall back a little bit, and then all of a sudden, like, the enemy would just keep speaking lies, like, oh, you, you call yourself a Christian? Are you sure you got baptized? Hmm. Are you sure you, like, started following? You followed Jesus? Like, I saw what you did. It was just one cigarette. 
But I, I would get beat up about that constantly. And it wasn't until I realized that God has given me the power over sin that I was able to put the devil in his place. And that only comes through God's word. Because you know the word of God, you understand who God is, that you can start to distinguish, is this God's voice or the enemy's voice? Until you figure that out, it's a, it's a really mixed up world and it's really confusing. And so his word will astonish you. You start to discover, oh, that's who God is. That's what he says about me. That's, that's what he's inviting me in on. And it, what it will actually do is it gives you power over darkness. Way less confusion as we dive into God's word. If you're reading the book of, of, a book of the Bible or uh, the Bible as a whole, and it's really, really, it's just so confusing. If you're doing that right now, I want to invite you to read it from a place as a son and daughter. It's a lot less confusing. If you're reading it from rules and regulations, you're gonna get really mixed up. But if you read it from a place of God has invited me as a son and a daughter to follow him and he's the king, all of a sudden it becomes alive. And not only that, it's actually fun to read. So I invite you today, uh, if you want to start this, start in the book of Acts. We're reading in the book of Acts, so you could totally just jump in the book of Acts. We're in Acts 12. Just start in Acts 12 this week. Read a verse. Read a word. Read a chapter. Read the whole book. Just try it out. Watch how God's word just like applies to your day to day. It'll blow your mind. The other thing that will astonish you as you open the door, just two things is, the first one is God's word. The second one is the door to trust. The door to trusting God and the door to trusting people. As you start to open up that door, you'll realize how much of life God has for you. How much he wants to be a part of it. The door to trust has to be open daily. So every day is a new day, and his mercies are new every day. But this door is one of those doors that you got to open up daily. It's like put a screen door on it and just leave it open. In the past with people and with God to an extent, I've definitely put up a no soliciting sign on that door. You get burned a couple times, no, mm-mm, you're not getting in here. I've even had a beware of the dog sign on that door with a deadbolt when it comes to trusting people. That's what I'm saying, like, his mercies are new every day, and his forgiveness is new. And so with that door, you got to open it up again, which is going to cost you. And what it's going to cost you is to forgive people. Because when you trust people, there's opportunities to forgive. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's when you keep that door shut, it's like, I don't have to forgive anyone. Like, life's pretty good. But it's when you open up that door to trusting people again, you got to forgive. 
as we start to open up that door to trusting God, it helps in trusting people. Trust them with the season of life you're in. That he's working all things out for your good. How powerful is that? This is the season of life you're in, and God is working everything out. You may not see it, but this is what he's doing. We trust him. Trust him with the direction of your life. Trust him at his word that there's breakthrough coming. Trust him with some of the doors that have been shut because that wasn't his plan. I think that's hard. Some of the doors that it just wasn't God's plan. So it feels like, oh, they're, they're just shut forever. Trust them. That, that was, that's okay. God's working all things out. Trust them that he has purpose at the job that you're currently at. There's a plan there. There's a purpose there. He's put you there for a reason. Maybe he has other doors that are going to be opened up. But right now, there's plans and purposes at the job that you're at. Trust him in that. Trust him with your finances. Thanks for sharing that, Rebecca. This is it. When, when life comes with a bunch of fans and, like, I don't know what to do, do we trust God or not? Because that's normally when it happens. Like, is, oh, so, so God says that he will take care of us because he takes care of the sparrows. And then he says, like, how much more valuable are you than a sparrow? Have you guys ever seen, raise your hand if you've ever seen a sparrow before. You ever seen a sparrow? Some of you should go outside. They're the little birds on your drive home. Notice them. Have you ever seen a sparrow, like, stressed out? <laughs> Have you ever seen a sparrow, like, <laughs> flapping its wing, pecking at you? Because, like, God's not going to provide with the, the worms tonight. He's going to take care of all of your needs because how much more important are you than a sparrow? It's trusting God with our finances and just saying, you know what, God, what I have is yours because you're going to take care of all my needs. Trust him with your marriage. Trust him with your singleness. Trust him with your dating. The door of trust leads to everlasting life. As you open up that door, you start to discover that God is good, he is faithful, he is trustworthy. It leads to life everlasting, a life of just trusting the Lord. Those are two doors today that I think will just completely astonish you as you open them. One thing that's really cool about this is the Bible says that Jesus is on the other side of the door knocking. He's on the door of your heart knocking. Jesus is. In my parents' living room, it had a picture of the door 
and it was like this, you know, grassy door thing, and it was Jesus on the other side with the long, cool hair, Jesus, you know that one? Yeah, that guy. And it was him knocking. And that's the picture today. That wasn't just salvation. So with salvation, he knocks on the door, and we say, Jesus, come into my life and fill me with your love. And he does that. But I'm here to tell you after 21 years of being saved and a believer of Jesus, Jesus just keeps knocking on doors, and sometimes it's uncomfortable. He doesn't stop. He just keeps knocking. Will you trust me? Will you put your hope in me right now? Will you take me at, your, at my word that I've given you? And so today, I just would love to do that. If Jesus is knocking on the door, for many of you in this room, maybe your door is one of those doors that's all worn, the paint's gone, because you just keep saying yes to Jesus. I just want to bless that. Thank you for doing that. Like, keep doing that. Keep, like, just keep saying yes to Jesus. Maybe for some of us in the room, it's, we've just had a no soliciting sign on some doors, and God's just been knocking, and you're realizing, wow, this is what God's inviting me into. Just invite you today. Take the deadbolt off. Just open the door. Come on in, Jesus. Whatever you want to do. My life is yours. And so what I'd love for us to do is just, just to close our eyes. Just close our eyes. I just want to go ahead and keep your eyes closed. There's, um, there's an opportunity when our house is a mess to have people over. Most people don't have people over because their house is a mess and they don't want to clean it up. Let's be real. And so I want you to know today, if you have some areas that are just, you know, that room is just a mess, Neil. Like, I don't want anybody seeing that. Jesus doesn't care about the mess. He just comes right in and jumps on the couch. So Jesus, we just invite you as a, to just take this opportunity to just trust you, to take you at your word. Wherever you're knocking, God, we just say, come on in. Whether it's trust, whether it's a, a season of our life right now, whether it's our finances, whether it's a, a, a relationship, whether it's finally believing in your word, like actually trusting it and, and believing in it, that, that your word is alive, it's, it's, it's relevant, it's true. We just, we just choose to just say, come on in, Jesus, wherever you're knocking. Come in. Have your way, God. Have your way. Have your way.
just want to invite you today, if you're, if you're saying, you know what, I've never done that personally at all, that Jesus actually wants a relationship with me, and he, he's inviting me into a relationship. If you've, if you've never made that decision to just say, yeah, I, I want Jesus in my life, just invite you to go ahead and just raise your hand right now. Just raise your hand and just say, yeah, I want Jesus in my life. I want to follow Jesus. If this is your first time, would you just raise your hand? Amen. Amen. Very, very cool. Would you guys stand up with me? Um, Christina, Rebecca, can you guys stand over here? What I'd love for us to do is if you made the, um, if you want to start following Jesus today, I just invite you to come receive prayer right over here, and we'd love to just like bless you. So if that's you, if you could just make your way right now and just start moving that way to Christina and Rebecca. Right. Lastly is uh, we keep filling up this baptism tank. And for the last six weeks, we've had baptisms. Six weeks in a row, we've had people getting baptized. So... I prayed about what God would do in seasons like this five years ago. And it's literally taken five years for those prayers to be answered with like, oh, I see it. I just kept knocking and just been faithful at like, this is what you called me to, God. But I just want you to know we're in a season, guys, of revival. This is a season of revival where people's hearts are dramatically pulled to Jesus because I'm sorry, there is no other hope. And I think we've all experienced that. There's no other hope. There's nothing else you can put your hope into except for Jesus Christ right now. And so I just want to invite you today. Maybe one of those doors is a door that you've been praying for somebody to to come to church with you. I think that the Lord wants to bring them to church this week. And just make a personal invite this week. I don't ever do this, okay? I never invite you to do this stuff. I probably should more good idea but to bring those people and just pray for them the people that you know God is stirring on their heart they desperately need hope this is an opportunity for them to receive it you can come be a part of that you can get them in a community group you can be a part of that and so anybody in your life that you've just been like man I've just been knocking on this door just invite you to keep knocking and this is the week of breakthrough this is that week that they're like okay I'll, I'll go 